This episode contains spoilers for Loki Episode 4 and the movie No Sudden Move. You've been warned. It's Married with Channel's podcast. I'm Moose. I'm Jody. We're married and we talk about TV shows and movies. Yay! Mostly TV shows, but we've got a movie this week. We'll get to that. Yeah. Let's jump right in. Okay. Loki Episode 4, The Nexus Event. Ooh. Ooh. It sounds like the Lexus event. It sounds it sounds important, right? Oh wait, I probably shouldn't say brand names that aren't. Hmm. Yeah, well. The um this episode by far leaps and bounds better than the last one. Better than the last one. I don't know if I like this really? show still. Yeah. I mean this one was better, but I don't know. I thought this episode was much better. It had some action it had some some like emotion some feeling mm-hmm. and if i can just jump right into an audio clip i tell you i was not on the not on not almost crying mm. but i thought the scene where mobius mm-hmm. uh is about to get w- what we thought was whacked mm-hmm. where he talked about the jet ski yes here you know where i go if i could go anywhere wherever it is i'm really from and wherever I had a life before the TVA came along. I mean, I had a jet ski. That's what I'd like to do. Just riding around on my jet ski. Prune him. And effectively, you know, we, as far as we know, they killed him. Yep. Now, later on, after in the mid-credit scene, we find out that when you get pruned, you don't necessarily die. You get sent off to some, I don't know. <clears throat> to be explained. Yes. But that scene, I was like, because that's when he came and realized the jig was up. He knew about the TVA and they knew that he knew. Yes. And he's like spilling his heart out there, you know? I, I was like, wow, Owen Wilson, you made me feels. I also felt bad because that was kind of Loki's first friend. Yeah. Like he, I think, genuinely likes, wanted to be a friend of this guy. You yeah. Know? Likes him, so. Yeah, no, but I thought that scene was really moving. And yeah. also later on, you know, the same thing happens to Loki. <clears throat> and as I mentioned that's at the top here, there's some spoilers, but we find out when you get pruned, you get sent off to some, um, what's the place between heaven and hell? Like purgatory. Yeah, some sort of, I don't know, yeah. purgatory. Looks like he wakes up in a place where other ver- other Lokis of yeah. different timelines are at. I guess so. There's an alligator Loki. Yes. You see the kid holding the alligator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, this was okay. It's just okay for me. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's a little too far out there. Maybe <clears throat> Maybe because we're four episodes in and I'm still like, what? What the heck is going on? <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's kind of making more sense now. We find out that the uh, the timekeepers are essentially bogus. Yeah, which or, or they have passed on. Can but. we can we talk about them? Like, I instantly thought Jim Henson Muppets with those. Like, they just looked so kind of corny, I guess, in a way, kind of Fraggle Rock. It did have know? a dark crystal vibe. Yes, to it. the um. <laughs> I thought they just two of them look kind of very much CGI'd. Okay. 
The main one that talked seemed like just a dude in makeup and wardrobe. But... Okay. I don't know. They just, uh, from uh, that kind of long shot where you see them, um, I don't know. They just look, yeah, like Muppets, Jim mm. Henson Muppet creatures. So. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I, that didn't really bother me too much. I just thought. <laughs> I almost laughed out loud because they were so ridiculous looking. Like, what the heck are we watching? The Muppet Show now? I like how things have turned. Like, who you thought was the bad guy. Yeah. Sylvie. Yeah. Uh, not so much. She's actually uh, taken away as a young girl trying to fix things. I think it was kind of funny when Mobius was kind of teasing Loki about Sylvie. Like, you fell in love with yourself. Like. Yeah. So narcissistic of you, you know? Like, yeah, that was pretty funny. It is kind of funny, but that's, it's true. I mean. Yeah, it totally is. And I think that's why I, I like this episode. It had a little bit of everything. It had some poignancy. You had some humor. There was some action. You had some kind of twists. Okay. You had some stuff that you didn't see coming. Like, I, I think it was kind of inevitable that Mobius would, quote, die. Hmm. But seeing Loki, quote, die, and hmm. I'm using quotes because, as we just said, yeah, the pruning is not death. But anyway, but uh, at the time, you're like, oh, shit, uh, they killed Loki. Right. His, his name's on the show. Right. WTF. No, I knew that was not the case because I was like, there's no way they're going to kill the main character. Yeah. In episode four. Right. But um, I like this episode. You obviously not still not a fan. It was okay. It was an improvement. I don't know. I'll okay. see it through because I'm this far in. So Yeah, there's only two episodes left. <laughs> I know, but I don't know. It's not my favorite, I guess. I I like it, except for that last episode. It's not something I'm every week like, oh, I can't wait yeah. to see what happens next. I'm, I'm you know? with you on that. You know, if I forget to watch Loki, I won't be like, oh, shit. Yeah. But I, I'm enjoying it. Okay. As long as they don't have any stinkers like the last one. So, <laughs> Loki episode four, the Nexus event. Yeah. A yay for me and me for Jody. Eh. Eh. Shall we move on? Why not? So, the big one really wants a pet. Oh, my gosh, yes. Full court press on any kind of pet. But she's not really, she's barely hanging in there with the plants. She's got some, what are they called? Succulents. Succulents. Yeah. And those are easy, right? They're supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, so we kind of joke that my house is the house where plants go to die. Sorry. I love them. I just, I don't know. Forget to water. I don't know. So um, we selected some succulents because supposedly you can water them like once a week and they'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. So, it'll, uh, it'll be just fine. I told her that she had to show some responsibility and take care of her plants, which are in her room, to, uh, you know, maybe ramp up for maybe a eventual pet. Something someday. that needs food and oxygen and has some sort of a circulatory system. Something like that. But, uh, you know, she's not quite there yet. But, uh, I don't know, uh, I did see, uh, however, a 29-gallon aquarium tank for 50% off. With the honey plug-in. That's right. Ooh. 30-gallon? All right. Close to, yeah. 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 Where would we put that? I don't know, but I've always wanted a fish tank. 
Like Me a, too. Like a regular, not just like the small little goldfish bowl like we've done before. Like a legit tank with yeah. the little bubble treasure chest. Exactly. The little scuba diver yeah, guy. So I was, yeah. I was really hoping she'd be a good parent so we could Plarent. step up to fish, you know? I mean, I'm kind of down with that. I just don't know where we'd put that. I know. I if always, we could build something into a wall, that right? would be kind of cool. Like I've always dreamed of having it like in a wall, maybe in the upstairs living area. Yeah. So we maybe we'll explore that. Oh, maybe we should get the aquarium for half off for with cheap. the honey plug in and then s- stick it away. And maybe if we can't figure it out, we'll sell it at full price. Make a <laughs> make a profit. <laughs> We're not here to profit. So we're the, here to save money. The Honey Plugin getting us that 50% off that aquarium. Make sure you get your Honey Plugin now. Go to joinhoney.com slash married and join the 17 million members who are saving over $2 billion with the Honey Plugin. That's joinhoney.com slash married. Save. Good luck with your fish. We watched a movie, a Steven Soderbergh movie called No Sudden Move. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, we'll you get heard to, that. Yeah, we'll get to the content of the movie in a second. But you and I both kind of have, <laughs> and I'm sure we're not the only ones, have an issue with that move not having that S on it. Right? It is driving me crazy. Like, it's just so awkward. Like, ugh. I know. Just put the move, put the S on there. Yeah. I, no I w- sudden moves is how people say it. Like, is there a reason why it does not have that? You know, and I, I, I'm, I probably should have looked into an interview with Steven Soderbergh who directed it. Mm-hmm. Like, why is it called? Why is there no S there? There's mm-hmm. got to be a story. I don't know. It just drives me crazy. Unless there's like another movie called No Sudden Moves that's like starring Kirk Cameron from 1987 mm-hmm. involving like skywriting or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh, we don't want to be associated with that. And of course, he's skywriting Jesus stuff. <laughs> Not there's anything wrong with that. But that's Kurt Cameron's know. deal. I don't know. It just drives me crazy. Yeah. But the movie, set in the 50s, it's kind of like a crime caper, a double cross. You know, there's some mob involved there. And it's Steven Soderbergh. So, you know, it's about 70% chance it's going to be good because he doesn't make many stinkers. Hmm. But um, I like No Sudden Move. I think it's one of those movies that I have to watch again hmm. so I can catch all Pick up on the... Pick up on all the, you know, what did I miss here? Why did he double cross that? What, who's yeah. this guy? Like the Naismith character? Yeah, who is that to people? Who waited yeah. in the lobby? I guess he's an engineer or a mid-level flunky. I don't know. But anyway, stellar cast, good acting, you know, good pace. My only problem with the movie for me is the, uh, the visuals is that super wide-angle lens, like on the edge of the lens, things get distorted. Oh, yeah. And I did a screen cap, and it's it's up on the Married With Channel's Twitter, at Married W. Chans, so you can see what we're talking about. Anything on the edge of the screen gets, like, stretched out and distorted. It's yeah. a little distracting. Was this where I had you pause because that car looked really distorted against the building? No, I was... Oh, okay. uh, Different scene. Okay. I was pulling audio... Yeah. And we'll have audio here for it in a second. And one of the parts, it had a good representation of that. So I screen capped it. Gotcha. But that's on the Twitter account. But anyway, what do you think of No Sudden Move? I thought it was just okay. Mm. I think it's a stellar cast. I think the plot was a little uh, too tangled up. And I don't know. It's, yeah, I just, I still didn't quite 
understand who all the players were mm-hmm. and how they were intertwined here. I don't know. It, <clears throat> it was just okay. Yeah, I liked it. I didn't think it was the best movie ever. Mm-hmm. I thought there, there's definitely worse ways to spend two hours of your time. Sure. But, um, you know, I like the I like the shit set in the 50s and all that. Sure. You know, the yeah. lingo and, you know, uh, you know, the crying caper stuff, robbing this, stealing that. Yeah. Plans and, you know, almost corporate espionage going on. So that's interesting. I think, yeah, there was just a something about it just didn't like strike me as profound and like, wow, that was really good. And I can't put my finger on it other than just maybe, maybe it was a little bit too, uh, I don't want to say too twisty, turny, complicated, because maybe I'm just stupid mm-hmm. and can't keep up. Mm-hmm. But maybe it was a little bit too aware of itself. Like, we've got to make things twist here and there. And this guy's coming into the scene. And, whoop, sure. oh, his wife shot him. Oh. Sure. I also felt like the motivation wasn't quite there for me. I mean, other than the the large cash amounts, it's like, really, is this document worth that to you? Like, you know, would would competing companies, you know, try to get that knowledge for those price tags in the fifties, you know, I I would think so because, you know, the automotive industry, fifties, sixties, probably really booming, you know, yeah, it's a cash cow for those companies and any uh, little advantage you can have probably adds significant value to it. Yeah. You know, I just think that you are in a, Com- highly competitive world because you got to remember like automotive industry is competitive now but back then it was probably what four major players chevy ford uh hewlett or not hewlett packard yeah you know studebaker packard yeah. yeah but um and dodge chrysler well and i think too you know it it was plans for a catalytic converter and they were trying to keep it uh, out of the public um, because they were getting pressure to implement pollution controls. Yeah, um, from so, the from the government, I I assume. So it sounds like it's like an early version of the buy and kill. Like they wanted to buy the plans, get the plans back, so they can not let it get out. Huh. But uh, it's almost like. Us talking about this movie, we're getting more confused by it. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And, uh, you know, as we, as we talk (laughs) through it, I'm kind of realizing like, I liked it for very superficial reasons. Yeah. You know, not only the time period, the cars, the clothes. Sure. But, you know, the superficial reasons of like, you know, the, the bang, bang and the, uh, you double cross me, you, you rat bastard, you know, that sort of shit. Sure. But, um. I liked it, but, you know, if it's on TNT on a Sunday at 2 p.m. in two years, eh, I don't think I'll watch it. Yeah, I don't know. It was just okay for me. Again, cast, great cast. Yeah. And great acting jobs, you know, great, you know, period costumes and cars and things like that. All that stuff was good. I just, I don't know. Here's it a clip. didn't work for me. Here's a clip from No Sudden Move. Basically, these three... uh 
<clears throat> hoodlums are masked and they've taken this family hostage because the guy works at the automotive company and they need him to go get the plans and they come back and one of the hoodlums has taken his mask off, kind of making people panic because if the bad guy takes his mask off, he's either going to turn himself in, not likely, or he's going to kill everybody. No witnesses, right? So, uh, yeah, the other two hoodlums get a little panicky as things start ramping up. Okay, I need everyone in the living room now. Why? What is going What's on? What's going on, big guy? Hey, family, I need the whole family in the living room now. Where's the, the girl, the little one, the little girl? Where's your... Get her then, will you give me a hand here? Hold on a minute, mister. Hold on, okay? You're scaring them and they have been scared enough. Yeah, what are we doing here? We're following instructions. Living room, are you helping me or are you not helping no, no, me? No, 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 The man in the alley said that you would wait here and he would call you with instructions. Those are other instructions which are none of your business. The instructions at present are to get your family in the living room close together. Do you understand me? Sir, I must respectfully ask oh, that... So yeah, they're um, Don Cheeto, one of the hoodlums, shoots the uh, Kieran Culkin character, thinking that well, this is a setup. We're getting screwed. So he kills Kieran and Culkin. That was a telephone you heard, in case you forgot. I know, right? Yes. And by the way, Kieran and Culkin, probably the only bad casting here. Yeah, that didn't quite fit with me, but yeah. it, it was kind of in the beginning of the movie, so I went with it. Yeah, he's a fine actor. I just don't think the casting was right here. Sure. So no sudden move. Okay, that's all right. It's good, but nothing spectacular. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I think if I rewatch it again, I might like it more. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if I'll invest the time. <laughs> You've already projected that. You can do that by yourself. Kind fine. of. <laughs> Let's uh, do uh, uh, a segment we haven't done in a while. The, uh, eh, we tried it eh. segment. We tried it. There's a show on Hulu called Reprisal. Yes. Starring Abigail Spencer, who I think is super pretty. Yeah. And she's a great actress. Yeah. Um. She's been in a lot of things. If you saw her, you'd probably recognize her, but this is her main thing. Uh, she's a woman who is seeking vengeance. And you got her, you got Ron Perlman in there. You got the guy um, who was in, uh, there's something about Mary who was Franks and Beans. I can't remember his name. Rory something. Oh. Maybe Rory. I don't know. But anyway, reprisal set in the 50s, 60s. Yeah, but not sure. Uh, yeah. I think so, but not sure. That's the thing. That's a that's a good summation of this show. <laughs> and we watch we watch one episode, and yeah, obviously because it's part of the. Eh, we tried it. You can guess that we didn't really care for it. Yep. And that's because what are we doing here in this show? Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like somebody's trying to mash Quentin Tarantino with uh uh Lynch. What's his name? John Lynch? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Somebody's <laughs> trying to mash those two together, and it's just not working. Yeah, I did not get what the plot of this was. I mean, and I couldn't quite figure out the timeline of things. It's, I don't know. It's too all, all over the place. Yeah. There's, 
they started out with this woman who she is driving, she's got a gun, and she meets up with some guy and his gang who are putting bags over the heads of dead bodies. And she gets tied up with chains and dragged from a truck. And then it flashes forward to her being married to some old guy who's dying. And then and she's a caterer of a restaurant. Yeah. She's like, she meets up at the restaurant with the son of the owner. There's a gangster played by Ron Perlman involved. Yeah. He smacks her around a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then you jump to this other plot line of this guy who's trying to get into this, like this club that's a part of a bigger club yeah. that's operated by this string of, uh, what do you call them? Not stripper strip clubs, but, uh, yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on here. Yeah. I don't either. Um, and I, I was rooting for it. Yeah. I would say they're gentlemen's clubs. I mean, it's not nudity though. It's almost like kind of, um, thirties peep show style. Yeah. Like, it's like a, yeah. You know, the, they got the tassels on the yeah, boobies. Yeah. What's and, the dancing? I can't think yeah, of Yeah. No, now. I know what you're burlesque. talking about. Burlesque. It's like a yeah. burlesque club. Yeah, but this is just all over the place, and well, and I wasn't sure like which which is he trying to join the gang because it was like he was this own little sub gang within. You're talking about the kid, who, yeah, 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 because they had their own name. <laughs> he was like, "We're the Phoenix Three Phoenix or the something." The Three like River that. Phoenix or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know. It was so bizarre. <laughs> it's like they're trying like, to go what? for this. Yeah, they're going for this kind of odd quirky thing yeah. and and look maybe if somebody loves the show please explain if it gets better or not <laughs> because we should stick it out yeah because <laughs> but to me it's like your first episode you, you that's when you got to hook people you're trying to build yeah. a world but you got to hook people like i think the plot line with the kid trying to join the gang would be better served in episode two or three. Like I was more interested in Abigail Spencer. Doris is her name in the show. Yeah. Doris's storyline where she gets, she gets dragged behind a truck that like, wouldn't that kill you when that rip your arms off? I don't know. How is she pristine X amount of years later? I don't know. Yeah. Right. And is there a sci-fi thing here? Did she time travel? I don't, I, I don't know either. Like, some of it looks like it takes place, you know, like when she's Doris and the truck scene, you know, that looks like the 50s. Right. But then when she's, you know, the chef caterer in the restaurant, you know, that looks like it could be today. Now, that looks, it all looks kind of 50s, 60s. That does not. And neither does her styling or her hair hmm. by any means. So, yeah, I okay. Don't know. Yeah, there's so much but like we it, don't know what's going on here. Also, like when they drive, when kind of the new kid drives into the burlesque club area or outside of it, like that's just kind of a weird sci-fi scene. Like, I don't know, like the building goes on forever. I don't, uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't understand what was happening there at all. There's a lot wrong with this show. There's no cohesive theme. Yeah. Uh, it's jumping all over the place. You, they're not building the world. Like the first episode, you have to establish the world. Or at, and, least, or at least get me really interested in the main character. That's what I'm saying. The first episode, build the world, get me into Doris's situation. Yeah. Because I was, I was, 
I was in, like in the kitchen yeah. with Ron Perlman. I'm like, exactly. ooh, where's this going? Okay. Yep. And I was thinking she's going to like whoop his ass, kick him in the balls. But he slaps her a couple times and she takes it and signs the essentially the deed away. I was like, oh, this didn't go where I'm, I'm thinking this might be interesting. Mm-hmm. But then we got all over the place with the, the yeah. Bowsers or the Bruisers or whatever. Yeah. And the Burt's Bangerang. Yes. Great name for a Burt's Bangerang. Great name for a <laughs> burlesque thing. Though. Yes, totally. But And they got their own currency. Also, I did not like that kid who played kind of the the lead of the Three River Phoenix. The blonde guy? Yeah. I didn't care for him. Yeah, he was His a little acting is a little a little sorry. chewing the scenery yeah, going on there. But uh yeah, the reprisal on Hulu. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. Nope. Uh, yeah. Eh, we tried it. We tried it. <laughs> eh. That's gonna do it for Married with Channels, Jody, unless you got something else. Nope, that's it for me. So uh Loki. Yep. Seems like all across the board, if you had to average things out, what we talked about, it's very much just kind of eh. <laughs> At least from me. There weren't any real like, yeah. oh my God, I love it. So, yeah. you know, they um, can't all be winners, right? Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um, go to the uh, Married with Chan's Twitter to see the picture of the screen weirdness that I was talking about with no sudden moves. <laughs> and uh, yeah, make sure you like us on your podcast player. Give us a good review. Go to joinhoney.com slash married. That helps us out. Share. Tell your friends. Share. Tell your friends. And your tell real your friends. Friend. Yeah, your one friends. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't have used any S's on the end of words. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be that our new thing. Just to annoy people. Alright. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Moose. And I'm Jody. Take care of yourself. I love you. Bye. Bye.